This Bites, discussing Milwaukee's culinary and restaurant culture. With Anne Christensen of Milwaukee Magazine and Tariq Moody of 88.9. Welcome to This Bites, Milwaukee's longest-running culinary podcast with your food host and writer, critic for Milwaukee Magazine, Ann Christensen, and I'm DJ Tariq from Radio Milwaukee. Got a lot of things to talk about on this week's edition of This Bites, including a new indoor farm coming to my neighborhood, the best neighborhood in Milwaukee. Y'all know what it is. I don't have to say anything about it because you know what I'm talking about is River West. Uh, we also have some stuff that uh, Aaron wrote in the latest uh, Milwaukee Magazine's website. Also, some news about Dan Dan. We got a couple things about Dan Dan to talk about uh, and more. But let's kick it off. What I think, Tariq, we should devote the entire episode to cats. But that's not food. <laughs> talk about cat food. What do you feed your cat? Uh, okay, I'm just kidding. I feel expensive food. We can talk about food. Our food. Yeah, I feel like $40 bags of food now. Because I, I heard like grain is not good for cats. So no, I know. Grain-free diet. Yeah, so it's no more $5 bags for him. Glad he likes it too. <laughs> but anyway. So we, what are we talking about? What are we talking, talking about? about? We're talking about the Dan Dan. The dance, the dance, the dance. Uh, Dan, Dan, you know, they're they're they're, 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 uh, they're American Chinese restaurant. They also have a restaurant within a restaurant called Esther Ebb. You know that, right? I do. This came to uh, this week that Esther Ebb is going to separate from Dan Dan and get his own location and in an okay neighborhood, not as good as River West Bayview. Uh, Formerly the location of Ceviche 2165, uh, which closed back in October, Urban Milwaukee reported. So Dan Jacobs and Dan Van Wright stand the location for their Esther Ebb, which has been nominated a few times for the James Beard Awards. Um, they expect to open this spring, right at the beginning of spring on March 20th. Uh, according to the license application uh, they sent to the city, uh, some of the menus, of course, you're not, you're not familiar with Esther Ave. It's really a fine dining experience. It's like really unique menu items that you get. Uh, it's like a prefix menu, uh, usually fixes seven courses, um, like caviar and onion and brine, briny kombu. Kombu is what? Kombu is sea, seaweed. Yeah, good job. Uh, 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 a star for you. Um, <laughs> Also, tartar with harissa, rich oxtail with sunchoke and spinach, a yule log dessert flavored with chocolate, gray and gray, earl gray and kumquat. Uh, additional menus that were submitted with the license application included deviled eggs with smoked bluefish pate, hamachi tartar, love me some hamachi, and black truffle soup with foie mousse. So it's a it's an upscale uh, uh, dining experience that's coming to Bayview, which I don't think Bayview deserves. Okay, but they're also, I talked to Dan Jacobs a little bit about this mm -hmm. just yesterday, and uh, he said that they're, with this new space, they're going to yeah. try to make the menu more accessible in terms of even a price point. Oh, really? To, to diners. So... But the hamachi to talk, 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 talk. He couldn't, he, he, he couldn't actually talk more at length about that, oh. but um, expect there to be some different uh, ways into dining there, you know what I mean? As opposed to... Way up, not high end. Way up, yeah. But like someone on a budget can like experience some of this good food. Yeah, maybe it's maybe it's a tasting menu with a smaller number of courses or mm. 
you know, um, we didn't actually talk about a la carte, but you know, mm. who knows? Maybe, maybe they, maybe they might go that route. So, okay. well, cool. Other things I mentioned, I saw is caviar tater tot and dry that, aged duck. Yeah, that is that caviar tater tot is something they've been doing for a long time. Yeah, the, have you had it? I've had it, but not, you know, it, it. I've had it in different incarnations, but the the most recent one, the caviar tater tot, is like this just bite of bliss. It's it's really delicious. Oh wow, so delicious. Yeah, I didn't get the invite, man. So once again, <laughs> fail. Well, you know, but you have that standing invite, Tariq. Fake news. Um, <laughs> expect the Esther Abigail opening at the beginning of spring, March 20th. Coming up with this bite, we'll continue our conversation with a large indoor farm coming to the best neighborhood in Milwaukee, River West. Sorry, Bayview, you know you're not the best. That's coming up on this bites. We'll be right back. I'm 88.9 Story Zori. And I'm Milwaukee Films' Christopher Pollard. And we are the hosts of Cinebuds. Yeah, we are. And on Cinebuds, we talk about movies. Flicks. Moving pictures, they are referred to as also. Talkies. Talkies is good, yeah. (laughs) And you can listen to us every week. On Wednesdays at 8 a.m. Or you can listen to the entire podcast at radiomilwaukee.org slash podcast. We're back on this bites, Milwaukee's longest, let me reinforce, longest running culinary podcast in the city. Uh, I think this year will be the 10th year, right? 10th year this October. Oh my God, really? Yeah, I think it'll be the 10th year this October. What are we doing for the 10th anniversary? Um, Walking around with our canes. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I thought we are going to have a big culinary festival and have a big picture of you on a billboard. Can we have a pinata? Unveil, unveiling who Anne is, the 10th anniversary. But can we have a pinata? Of you, yes. <laughs> Stuff was mini bottles of Malort. <laughs> I set that one up for you. Oh, yeah. I'm that good. I'm just that good. Uh-huh. Uh, speaking of bottles of Malort, that's a terrible lead way. Let's talk about farms. <laughs> terrible lead. I wow. That was just seamless. Yeah. Yeah, I just like TV people, but without the looks. Uh, large indoor <laughs> farm uh, is coming to River West uh, from the guys at uh, 100 Acre, which uh, they're located in Century City Business Park. Uh, they have, you know, no, they pump out over 40,000 pounds of produce every year at their 5,000 square foot location. Um, but it looks they're like greens. they're greens. Let me just tell you, their greens are really good. You can buy yeah. them. Yeah, you can you can buy them uh, for sure at Outpost. Mm-hmm. And they also have um, th- they grow their own basil and they make a basil pesto that is amazing as well. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Um, but they're looking to expand, so they're planning for a ten thousand square foot space along East Keith Avenue, which will allow the urban farm to meet the demand, which is apparently you're probably helping uh, that demand grow um, to expand their programming and reach. It will allow the company to produce additional crops such as arugula and microgreens to the existing line of a basil and leafy greens. Man, I love me some arugula. Um, the arugula has been kind of, eh, in the grocery stores. Have you seen the arugula? It doesn't look that great. Yeah, I stopped buying it because it... Yeah, I had some the other day and I was like, this is kind of depressing. 
But anyway, that's another story. Um, so expect from this new facility, according to the CEO, 250,000 pounds of produce per year from this facility. The existing farm will be reoriented as a community center and a grow room for one product. They say, I don't know what product that is. Accordingly, the location, the first location is located at 3945 31st Street. Um, they've since 2021, they have been really busy. Uh, partnerships, yeah. they've been in grocery stores from Piggly Wiggly to Outpost. Uh, they even have an educational program. So they've been really impactful in the Milwaukee community. I'm glad they're expanding to the best neighborhood in Milwaukee, River West. <laughs> yeah, what are y'all going to do about it? <laughs> anyway, uh, next, over at MilwaukeeMagazine.com. So if you get some of those greens and vegetables, you got you to gotta, you gotta cook them in something. Right. You got to put them in something. You got to chop them on something. You got to have the, you have gotta, the uh, spot yeah. to get those kind of items. Now, that's, yes. that's how you yes. do a good lead. Well, so, okay. So, you know, when we think about buying cooking equipment and stuff like that, you know, if you're Tariq, you just go to Amazon and you order your stuff online. But no, no, we have a locally owned cooking store, cookware store in Milwaukee called Fine Brothers. It's been on King Drive for like decades. In fact, it was in one location and it moved like a block away from that. Um and it has a really great little showroom. They um, they they have a, a cookware store that you can stop in. You know, Monday through Friday, it's open. You can buy, you know, like the most enormous pot, like you know, stock pot that you can possibly. Oh, I thought you were talking about the other pot. Okay, go ahead. No. Oh yeah, no. <laughs> um, they've got everything. You know, from you know, cutting boards to um, to cutlery, to glassware, um, to like aprons. I mean, like you can find almost anything there. Plus, um, the people that own it also design um, kitchens or work with chefs on kitchens in, in Milwaukee, so restaurant kitchens. So that's part of what they do as well. But, um, you know, I say before you even start to look at Amazon or William Sonoma or Sir Latab, and I got to say I love Sir Latab. You know, think about checking out Fine Brothers because I think they just they have really good stuff. It's good quality, and they're local. Mm. Yeah, I love yeah. that cool spot. I've been yeah. there a couple of times. Yeah, I've been a couple of times there. Yeah, yeah, I go there more often. I keep forgetting about that. So because I don't, I don't like driving. So it's right around the corner for me. So you know, I don't like driving either. I especially don't like driving now because I feel like there is black ice everywhere. Oh my god! The other day, I don't. I mean, it's like they didn't even salt it at all. There was like a place around the corner where you take the side road to get to the station. Yeah, I turn in it. I'm not even going fast. I turn right. I'm like, oh, maybe three miles per hour. All of a sudden, I'm like, mm, you almost hit somebody. Oh, I know. I know. I'm like the whole street. Not well, you know why that you know why this is? It's because we had that precipitation that was like it was like rain sleet, like inches yeah. of that. Then we got snow on top of it, and then it froze like immediately. Yeah, like it was just, the whole street was covered. Yeah, like, no, no, no. Well, not like a patch. Yeah. I'm sitting there like, oh my god, like what? Anyway, okay, we got to rain it back. 
there ain't a back as they say uh going back to the dan dans uh they're doing a whole new series uh starting uh this month uh every year every month most every month throughout the year except for december looks like it they're doing a taste of china dinner series beginning next week from january 23rd to 25th it's like one, two, three, 23, 23 days. Each month, they will feature a different uh, cuisine from China. Uh, next month, this month, excuse me, is Sichuan. Uh, February is the Lunar New Year. March is Hunan. April is Canton. May is Fujian. September is Zhejiang. Oh, I probably pronounced that wrong. And uh, October is Shandong. And November is Jiangsu. Uh, there's a great video series called The Mystifying Chinese Cooking on YouTube. Uh-huh. It is like they do a very good job representing a lot of the different cuisines in China. I mean, they're based in China. It's an amazing YouTube video. If you want to check out like really cool stuff and what kind of cuisines they really, how to prepare some of the cuisines in China, definitely yeah. check out Chinese Cooking Demystified video channel. Uh, mm-hmm. Anyway. We got the menu. Thanks to you, Anne. We got the menu for next week's uh, meal, and uh, I'll let you uh, take it away. Sure. So it's four courses for a fixed price, um, but it's four courses for two. So uh, so bring your friend. It's a good deal, actually. $40 per person. That's not bad. Right. So first course is... Um, Chinese name that's beautiful, but I can't say it. So I'm gonna I'm gonna talk about it in in English. So it's stir fried potato strings, dried chili. Uh oh my god, you're really making me do this streak. Um, vinegar. I, I don't. Some type of vinegar. Some type of vinegar. I I don't know what the next thing is. Chengdu Chengdu style Bing. The Peter word after that is griddle sandwich. Say with me, griddled sandwich. Griddled sandwich. When cured pork belly. When cured pork belly. Radish. Radish. Chuan by Liang Fang. Cold noodle with numbing hot sauce. Oh, you got the hot sauce. I, sure I just love, I, I, I like just repeating everything after you. Mm. I just don't want to say something stupid because I can't. Just apologize. It's like you're attempting, you're trying. It's just you're being long. I'm trying. I'm trying. Attempt and being. Okay, course two cumin lamb meatballs and vegetable skewers. Over hot coals. Pork spare rib soup. Aigumian. Yeah. Orange peel and Szechuan pickles. Course three is a whole fried sea bass. Crispy shallots, uh, herbs, dried, dry fried green beans, Szechuan peppercorn, ginger, Chinese mustard greens. And then we've got the fourth course, which is a dessert course, fried donut sticks, house-made soy milk, soy milk, Szechuan caramel, tang juli. Tanguli? Tanguli. I don't I don't know that one. And candied assorted fruit. Yeah. That sounds really intriguing. It's a nice, nice uh, four-course meal there. Yeah. Nicely curated there. Uh, again, that one, that one, if you want to take advantage of that one, that happens next week, January 23rd to the 25th. Four courses for two for one. Actually, good price there, I think. Yeah. Good price. Um, next, we head back to Milwaukee Magazine. You um, 
shared some information about five food drink, five food and drink products that are made right here in our state of Wisconsin, the dairy state. Yes. In fact, they're almost all of them. Well, okay. Three of them are made in Milwaukee and two are in Madison. Madison makes a lot of really cool things. I got to tell you, Tariq. Yeah. That farmer's market is the bomb, by the way. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. So um, these are just five things that I'm I'm really loving right now. So I'll name a couple of them. Cedar Teeth Pizza. Okay. This is a frozen pizza. Um, I've seen it. I've actually bought it at Beans and Barley. Um, Outpost has it. Uh, they're vegetarian and they have vegan ones as well. Mm. They're really good and they have a great crispy sourdough crust. Um, and you're going to love this. The names of these are, the names of these pizzas are just hysterical. Like Cheese's Crust. I mean, ah. Cheese's Crust is is kind of my favorite. Um, I was a consultant, by the way. You were insulted? Okay. Consulted. Consulted. Oh, you were? You were? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So, okay. So Heirloom Liqueurs. Are you familiar with Heirloom? Heirloom is, is um, a company that, is uh, related to bitter cube, bitter cube bitters. Oh. Um, so heirloom liqueurs makes this. Um, uh, I guess you would call it an infused spirit. It's called Alkermes, um, and it is something that you know. If you've ever had a Negroni, and a Negroni is a really strong cocktail. This is something that actually can kind of warm it up. It has notes of cinnamon and clove, vanilla bean and rose water. And it's this bright scarlet red color. Um, it's just, it's a beautiful liqueur. Um, it's made in, in Italy's Emilia Romana region. And it's often used in Zuppa Inglese, which is a trifle dessert from Italy. So um, that is a, a, a gorgeous liqueur that would be wonderful in a dessert or if you want to make a Negroni at home. Okay, I'm going to throw that. This is a little snacky that um, it's, it's called slide gourmet potato chips. And okay, so there are a lot of potato chips out there that you can buy, you know, some good, some bad, but these are thick cut. They're crisp. They're salty, but not too salty. I always feel like commercial fried um, potato chips are just really, really salty. But these are just not too salty, and they have a wonderful version that is dill pickle. And as you know, we very recently talked about a pizza that has dill pickles on it. So I'm on this dill pickle kick. But slide gourmet pizza or gourmet potato chips, you can actually uh, go to their website and buy them directly. I also have found them at um, at Riley's Sandwich Shop, which has a location in Third Ward and in Shorewood and makes... Very delicious sandwiches. So we can always find you in a pickle, huh? Yeah, yeah, and also the potato chip aisle because you know what? I really love potato chips. Really? I always have. Wow. Have we ever talked about this? No, I know you like potato chips. I make some good potato chips, by the way. Some good what? I make some good potato chips. It's a process. Oh, you do? oh, oh. It's a process. That's why I don't make it a lot. It's like it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a process to make them. I think I'm gonna stop over for a carry out. Yeah, I haven't made a carry out for yeah. Three. It's like. Like a two three hour process for me, like prep them into. What kind of potatoes do you use? Regular potatoes, but it's like how I prep them. I okay. Cut them, let it dry, boil them, parboil them a little vinegar and water, let them dry again. Um, 
which allows to cook them, get crispy without turning brown. So a lot of people cook baked potatoes at home without doing that part. Chips get a little browner than the yeah. color. Yeah. When you yeah. parboil them a little vinegar and you fry them after that, they don't get all browned. They look ugly. You know what I mean? So I do. So light color. So it looks, looks nice. So that's, okay. That's a tip. And you salt the water a little bit too, so you don't have to add a lot of salt to it. Then I have like a garlic parmesan mix I make. Toss it right after it fries and it's... Okay, you're making these and you're giving me some. You have a standing in invitation. Mm. <laughs> okay, sure. And finally, Vichucci. Uh, That's how you pronounce it, right? Vichucci? Vichucci's, yeah. Vichucci? Yeah. Um, looks like uh, they are back as a new name. Beer North, which opened uh, yesterday. Yeah, that was uh, under construction for quite a while. Yeah, and it was uh, known as a hotspot at East Side, um, Cordero, Milwaukee. They drew flocks of college students, nearby residents, and such. Located at eighteen thirty-two East North. As the new business settles, uh, you, you can expect a whole kind of new uh, uh, menus of drinks, uh, food, live music, and sports viewing as well. Uh, so it's nice to have that back uh, on the East Side as a place for people to hang out. Yeah, absolutely. Well, that about does it for this week's edition of This Bites. This Bites is produced and edited by Kim Shine with support and generosity from our membership. Subscribe to this podcast wherever you get your podcasts, whether that's NPR, Spotify, or Apple, or directly from RadioMilwaukee.org. And as always, Anne, stay hungry. And keep the Lord cold. Have a great weekend. You too.